All right. Hello, folks. Welcome to Second City Sports hey. once again, Zoom style here on, you know, on Zoom. Uh, Lakina McGee, yes, Sydney Brown here. No, Jason doesn't look like, you know, he's been, listen, he's been working hard, so we can't really fault him for that. But uh, what's up, Sid? Oh, I'm doing good. Just trying to hang in there just like everybody else. So, um, like everybody else has been saying, take care of yourselves and um, be mindful of the people. Practice social distancing. As we talked about a little bit before we started recording, if you really don't have to go up, go out, don't go out. And, and, and been hearing stories lately, especially the, where we broadcasted from now, the city of Chicago. It's like some people still trying to congregate more than 10 people. It's not necessary. If you're not doing anything positive, which you're not, stay your butt at home. Just like our mayor, our mayor and Lori Light, Miss Lori Lightfoot, stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. that. Yeah, I mean, remember that meme that's been going around? I just saw it this morning, that little meme of her saying, listen, your jump shot will not get better. Stay your butt at home or something. <laughs> so come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I heard Governor Cuomo of New York say this earlier that it seems like it the, the numbers are it's starting to work. You know, they're not having as many people's hospital admissions. And I know here in Illinois, I saw somewhere it says, you know, we may have already reached the peak or might right, right, be right at the peak. So hopefully maybe things will start going back to normal, like you said, Sid. But uh, I mean, guys, keep, keep doing your thing. Unless you have to actually, if you have to go out. If you gotta go to the grocery store, if you gotta go to like Walmart or Target or the gas station or the bank, like Sid was telling me he had to go to the bank yesterday or early this morning. Other than that, don't go. Don't be trying to play football like some of those guys over at uh, at, at that park on 87th is totally not Stony Island you know, or play basketball at another park not too far from there. So unless you actually have to go out, don't go out. Exactly. Just one more thing before we get started. Hopefully, and I do mean hopefully that this this order is lifted at the end of the month, but heaven forbid, and I do mean heaven forbid, if it extends on to another month or into the summer, things are going to get crazy. Trust me, none of us wish for that, but if it does, uh, it's going to get crazy. But but like you said, take care of yourselves and each other. Sound like Jerry Springer, excuse me, but as long as you do what you're supposed to do, this thing will get uh, get better sooner rather than later. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit of sports. We got a lot to get to. So the Bulls have a new VP of basketball operations. His name is Artemis Her. See, I, I listen, I've been butchering his name. I remember him playing at Seton Hall. So unfortunately, I've been messing up his name since he's been in college for all these years. Arturis Cardisivus, I think that's how you say his name. Although I've, you I've heard it better than I can, Lakina, so I'll let you say it. I mean, it's, it's like you know, it's like I've heard it pronounced like five different five different ways. So, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he's gonna be the new v executive VP of basketball operations. Um, before we get to like all like the, the logistics of this, what do you think about the hire? Uh, it's something that the Bulls organization needed to do for a long time. What fans and critics of the light been begging for. Uh, Michael Ryan Sarf, who's running the show now instead of his father Jerry, uh, been begging for a change for a long time. Now you you got it. But I caution Bulls fans: this is still going to take some time. But I think things can and will turn around in their favor eventually. Now everybody's on their roster right now, including the head coach, will not be on their roster next year. Now will it be sweeping changes in one big swoop? No. But I, you you I think you can see changes 
coming slowly within the next couple of years. I know the Eastern Conference is not as bad as we thought it was uh, this season, but uh, we all know that the Bulls need some improvements on the roster. And I think this could be a setup for next summer because you know who's a free agent. I'm not saying he's coming here, but you know who's a free agent. The Greek freak of the Milwaukee Brothers, Giannis and the coupon. So I think the Bulls, it depends on what moves they make between now and this time um, next all season. Could they be a realistic candidate for Giannis to come here? We shall see. Right now, I don't, I don't, they, they don't have that much in their cap room right now, but if they put themselves in position next summer, they could be in the running for that. But that's neither here or there. But just looking at his track record, uh, working under the Denver Nuggets organization for the last few years, you know I like that team for the last two or three years. So look, look at what they've been doing. And, of course, uh, he worked under – uh, general manager Daryl Morey of Houston. So, you, uh, and you know, Morey is a take a chance guy to and see what happens. So, you look at the talent that they accumulated down there for over the last few years. So, uh, if you're a Bulls fan, you should be excited. I'm not saying go get your tickets to the NBA Finals just yet. I'm not saying Giannis Antetokounmpo is coming here, but uh, we'll you can see. Hopefully, you'll act, hopefully you'll get to see an actual plan here that actually works instead of just falling in love with your own players like John Paxson did, which uh, ultimately uh, caused uh, this franchise, especially after the Derrick Rose era. So you should be excited, but uh, give it some time. I know folks don't want to hear that last part I just said, but you will have to give it some time. Well, our tourist comes in. Oh, AK, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him that. Uh, he comes in very highly recommended by like all the names you mentioned, Sid. I mean, this is a guy that's been in the game for a long time. He's played on the national teams with the winning. He's been around the NBA for many years now. So I think for me, I mean, listen, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you got to give him some time. You're hearing different people. You know, Brian Woodhorse even said that there's a chance that maybe Jim Boylan might still be the head coach of the Bulls next season, which I find it hard to believe because, <laughs> I mean, if you're bringing on an EP, a new executive of bas- vice president of basketball operations, why would – I'm sure you would want to bring in your own coach or your own GM or your own, you know, somebody of that else. So like, I think it's a little bit weird that that would be going around. I mean, that that's just kind of odd to me, but uh, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, some of the sweeping changes that he'll make. I mean, you know, listen, his, his college teammate over at Seton Hall, Adrian Griffin. I mean, this is someone who's paid his dues, been an assistant for a long time. Maybe perhaps, you know, he calls him up. Maybe he has his chance for the Bulls job. I mean, we've seen what he does over at Denver. I know Jason loves the, the roster over at Denver. So, you like what he's doing there? I mean, I think patience. But I think Bulls fans are pretty much cautiously excited. You should be cautiously excited. As I said before, it's, change is not going to come in one big swoop. But once you get your new general manager in place and once you get an actual plan in place, uh, you start to see things turn around. Now, which players will they select in the, in the draft? I'm not sure. Will they draft for Nito? Will they draft the best player available in these next couple of years? I'm not sure. We'll have to see about that. But I think you'll actually see a plan in place. And it, do, and it doesn't matter if, if that player that you like is popular or not. If that player needs to go and needs to be traded for a, a better player, that's what's, what's going to happen. You're not going to fall in love with everyone because everyone does, does not deserve to be on this team right now. So uh, you, to get a better deal, you have to trade your better assets. So uh, let, let's see what the Bulls do here. But I, it sounds like for everything I've been hearing and reading, 
that this is an actual plan that could work to perfection once you once he gets all his people in, in, in their proper places. Now, I think what's interesting is that what Bulls, sort of like the, the perception of the Bulls front office, you know, the people at the top, I mean, you've got people saying that, well, why didn't they, why didn't they at least ask for, you know, to hire, I mean, to at least interview African-American candidates like Michael Finley, Chicago's very own, you know, some of that, else. I mean, some people said that they have asked, but they were declined or they, the teams that they're with now didn't want them to, they didn't want them to interview. So it's sort of hard to kind of grasp what's going on here. Is this a damage control? Although there is a report, Vincent Goodwill, now with Yahoo, he says that that Pernicevich is actually thinking about hiring someone of color. So that, you know, that that's sort of a nice, that's sort of a, that's sort of a nice, um, that's sort of a nice, a nice uh, olive branch, if you will. So we'll see what happens there. What do you think about that? Uh, like you said, uh, we need more African Americans in uh, in higher places. My thing is this: don't give them the job just because they're African American. If they happen to have the credentials and happen to be African African American or some other ethnic group, so be it. So uh, it doesn't matter to me in either way. I'm not saying I don't like to see people uh, your color, my color, represented in bigger places. But if they happen to have the credentials, like their next candidate, despite what their outside appearance is. Uh, they should be considered uh, on equal playing ground like everybody else. If this general manager for the Bulls has to be African-American, so be it. If it's Hispanic or a woman who happens to be African-American or a different ethnic group, so be it. As long as they have the, uh, the qualification the same as their other, or better qualifications as their other candidates, just don't just give them a handout. Uh, let's all uh, work to, to, to play, a, uh, well, like a bad term, on the equal playing field. Totally agree with everything you just said, Sid. I mean, it, it's sort of like, you know, it's logic, basically. If they're the mm -hmm. best person for the job, hey, cool. You know, don't give it to them just because you're trying to fill a quota if you, you know, like, like we exactly a lot. So look, look what's easy. going on in the NFL right now, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, that's a whole other, that's a whole other discussion for a whole other uh, day or a whole other podcast. But uh, I want to see how he does with his roster. Is he going to build a Royal Laurie and Levine? And Kobe White, or do you get rid of some guys, or do you just keep Laurie and Kobe White, and then maybe get you know Trey Levine? I mean, that's going to be the thing that's going to was a real long ways away from any of this, but you know it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, like I said before, not everybody that's on the roster right now is going to be here next year or in two years and three years or what have you. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens, but I'm sure that. Um, he's looking at the, uh, all the games up to this point throughout this season right now. So uh, you get to have a fair evaluation on which player stays, which player goes, and which ones really have value uh, if you want to trade them for future assets. Yeah, I mean, you know, draft picks, you know, getting somebody like Giannis, you know, to come to the Bulls. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a good problem to have that once once he gets – you know, gets the hits the ground running, and we'll see what he does. But I think that Bulls fans are kind of they're feeling optimistic. Like I said, cautiously optimistic to see what he does. Are our guard pack still gonna be have some influence there, or is it gonna be like you know the White Sox where okay, Kenny, you just you know stay upstairs and let Rick Hahn do his thing? Uh, I heard our uh, good friend Matt Peck from NBC Sports Chicago and the Bulls, um, Lock on Bulls podcast uh, yesterday. He said that, that uh, 
it would be great if John Paxson and Gar Foreman were both gone, but both gone, and I, I couldn't agree with him more. But they stay around, and they still have some influence on what this new regime is going to do. I have a problem with that. Mr. Paxson and Mr. Foreman, you are the two main reasons why that the Bulls are stuck in this mess. And to move forward, you got to, uh, that old saying goes, you got to out with the old, in with the new. So if those two, one of them or both of them are still hanging around in some capacity, I have a problem with that. That's just me. Yeah, I, look, I think a lot of Bulls fans feel the way you do, Sid, about that. I feel that way too. I mean, why go through all that to bring somebody in to do all of that work? But yet you're gonna they're gonna have some still have some influence. That's why I said I hope this is more of a White Sox thing where okay, Kenny, you may, you know, you may have inputs, but you may not, but you will not have having influence. You know, the ultimate final decisions go with Rick Hunt. Hopefully this is the, gonna be the case here. You guys will have some input, but AK will have the final decision and the final say. Exactly. All right, so uh, let's switch gears here and talk about NBA on the court. The NBA and ESPN have planned to televise a horse-style competition, including participants, current players like CP3, Bulls star Zach Levine, and also Trey Young, also some WNBA players and some retired uh, NBA players. What do you think about that little concept? Uh, since we're stuck in quarantine right now, it's not a bad idea. I'll check it out. We'll see how this production goes because we all, we know as all of us sports fans, just people in general who love sports, we're, we're looking for live programming right now from sports. And, and, and this helps build that void. Will it do well in the ratings? We shall see. I know there's been positive buzz going, we'll go back a little bit about the NBA 2K tournament that was yeah. uh, broadcast last week. I, I think there's some that's going to rebroadcast this weekend, but you know, the, dip, the, the thing is you got to reach a, a younger audience and with that 2K tournament, it, it sounds like to me it's been doing very well, especially with the younger audience with the whole eSports movement. So uh, let's see what this uh, horse competition does. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Lakina, but back in the day, well, the CBS was still trying to get ratings in there. Finals telecasts were being taped delayed. Yep. Late Red Auerbach used to do those with his own players and other players around the league back in the late 70s, early 80s. So if they kind of bring that back to a whole new generation, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it works out or not. It's something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's what people are yearning for. I think people are yearning for some type of sports because everyone's kind of going, you know, bananas here with all the – with nothing happening and you're seeing because we talked about it last week says like all this weird stuff going on you know people mm -hmm. like working out doing their own workouts doing their esports thing and some are cook i saw like a couple of players you know doing some cooking <laughs> um batting practice with the, with the baseball players so uh i mean i'm kind of interested to see what happens here it's going to be very intriguing how the production of this is going to be i'm assuming this is going to be like via zoom like we're doing here maybe skype mm -hmm. in some places because you still can't you know, still got to do the social distancing with this competition. So, it'll be to see what they what they do with this. I mean, I'm sure the ratings are going to be pretty high for this, and um, I can't wait to see. I think Tamika Catchings, who just made the Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, um, she's going to be a part of it too. And also, I think Paul Pierce is also going to be a part of it. So, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because I I feel like people just want some type of sports. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. But here's the, here's the thing. 
you can watch so many classic games at a time like I've been, but at some point you just get sick of it, especially with these uh, network uh, stations like ESPN and NBA TV, MLB and NHL Network. Yes, you have to, as Scott Zolak, former Patriots quarterback, now uh, radio game analyst says, I know you have to play the hits, but if you keep replaying the same things over and over again, people are going to get sick of it. Thank goodness for YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, that's what I've been doing too, especially with the NCAA tournament games. There should have mm-hmm. we should have had we could have had a championship on Monday. We could have been talking about that. Mm-hmm. But I've been playing like some of the other games that are like you know not the hits. I mean, same you, here. Yeah, I mean exactly. I mean you 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 could commend those networks that you just mentioned, also CBS Sports Network and also CBS for playing the hits. But I think people are like, can we like watch something we haven't watched in a while? I mean. You look at the Masters. I mean, the Masters are supposed, supposed to be going on right now. They're actually going to be showing last year's Masters when Tiger and the, the great moments, you know, winning it after a long drought and celebrating with his family. And also, they're going to, prior to that, I think tomorrow they're going to show the Phil Mickelson winning for, well, his first major it was just not even his first Masters, just his first major as well. And how, how he reacted. And, you know, Jim Nance is actually going to be interviewing both of them via Skype. So, Mm-hmm. which is pretty cool so if, you, if you're if you're if you're a golf fan like myself and you're kind of missing the masters it's a nice little alternative yeah and i couldn't agree with you more on that it's nice to see some of those some of those moments but i wonder if they're going to replay tiger's first masters when i remember that like it was yesterday back in 97 i want to say and that was his breakthrough into uh the golf realm and, and making folks like myself who are casual golf fans watch the sport. As we talked about before, Lakina, uh, the golf hasn't had that personality since Tiger to cross over generations and make that casual fan that want to watch golf because I know golf is a very tame sport in terms of personalities, almost like baseball, but yeah. you got to have that person that you love and you hate and uh, the, the one that, ha- that has the personality to cross over all genres, all ethnic groups, and in all ages as well to get to get people to watch their sport. I think, that, yeah, I think I saw ESPN just aired that, uh, the 97 Masters, I think. Oh, they, they did? Okay. Yeah, they did like a couple of days ago. So okay. I'm, I'm, sure they'll, I'm sure Jim Nance and Tiger will mention it, I'm sure, like during the telecast of last year's Masters. But uh, like I, like you said, I mean, we're, we can only, you only watch so many classic games. You, you want like, okay, where's the live stuff? Just make you miss it more. You just want to mm-hmm. like, like you know, hurt someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes my phone. Sorry, kids. Uh, <laughs> Hello, live from Zoom. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, Lou, uh, Luke Garza, Luca Garza from Iowa had just declared for the NBA draft, but has to, has not ruled out a chance for him to come back to Iowa, which I think is pretty smart smart on his part. What do you think about that? Yeah, they, these college players are taking advantage of the new rule. You know, as long as you don't hire, if you correct me if I'm wrong, as long as they don't hire an agent, they can see their uh, their placement in the draft. If they don't like it, they can go back to school. I, I was an advocate of that rule for a long time. They couldn't do it for a long time until recently. So, like yeah. you said, like, and this is more rule by that young man. So, and I don't know if we can get into this or not, but I know the, I read on the bottom line this morning that the NBA um, – the, the uh, people want to, the management of these teams want to consider pushing the NBA draft to August. It'll, it'll probably end up happening anyway, whether they resume the season or not. So uh, we'll see what happens. But 
it's a smart move by that young man. Just to, he's looking out for on for his best interest, right? We tell people all the time to do that, and then when they do that, we some of us, not you and me personally, but some of us will give them the uh, the saint guy. It, it, it makes no sense, but um, congrats to that young man. Yeah, Big Ten Player of the Year, uh, mm-hmm. first team All Big Ten. So uh, yeah, he's definitely got the credentials there. Yeah, let's just let's spell on that a little bit there, Sid, because. It, it came out, um, I think it was Woj that first reported it, or maybe it was Charms. I don't, I don't remember who was the first to, first to report it. But uh, I saw, yeah, I saw that, I mean, that's something that, like you said, they, may, they were going to have to do that anyway, perhaps to probably maybe even, yeah, push it back to maybe August 1st because they're not, you know, they're not scouting. No one's scouting these guys right now. And everything's shut down right now. Yeah, and everything's shut down. I mean, they, you, know, you couldn't watch any tournament games to watch how they play. You couldn't, uh, you're not able to scout these guys, not even having to come in for private workouts. We'll talk about the NFL in a little bit because, you know, there's going to be definitely going to be some big changes in that respect. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of things are kind of up in the air. I know that all the commissioners had a, a meeting with uh, President Trump. Again, we'll we'll go into more detail with some of the stuff that's been going on in that sense later. But uh, I, I I'm not yeah I'm not surprised by that. I mean, especially like you said, to win it if they decide to continue the season. I mean, I've heard like some reports that they may just end the regular season, just go straight to the playoffs. Kind of mean like the top. Yeah, 16. we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, like the top sixteen, and then just you know, like we mentioned it last week, just go, just go for it from there. So. Mm-hmm. This is unprecedented times for some of these leagues, and I know we'll talk about the baseball. We'll talk about that too. I know you want to talk about that too, Sid. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel as though that this this thing with the NBA. I mean, Adam, you know, if you look at Adam Silver. I mean, he wants to. You listen to me say he wants to come back. He wants to, you know, get these play. I know you see all the all the players. You see LeBron. You see Giannis. He's like, okay, we all want to come back, but. We talked about it, like maybe go to Vegas, maybe perhaps, you know, like we mentioned last week and just, you know, have them all sequestered and in that instance, you know, and just play in the arena there at Thomas and Mack Center. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the NBA draft, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes because like we've mentioned, they're not working out. You're not scouting these guys. So you don't really have nowhere else to go for them. Yeah. Like you say, all these leagues had to have contingency plans uh, in case of, if this scenario happens, we have this. If that scenario happens, we have that. So uh, everybody's scrambling up right now. If if, if people uh, get up and say on their platforms that they know for sure what's going to happen, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't trust them, first of all. We all can predict. You can, I can, everybody else can. We just all predict it right now because even though the news is starting to turn a little bit as far as how many deaths per day, we still got a long way to go here. So if anybody can say for sure when they when these leagues are coming back, um, yeah, you sadly mistaken. It's just predictions, like I said. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I hear like I said. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Like you know, you're hearing mm-hmm. what Kirk Street and Mike Gundy said again. Well, we'll talk about that. You know, like okay, you're not you're not a doctor, <laughs> so you just don't know. And mm-hmm. um, you know, look at some of the players that have already declared. I think one of the DePaul players declared, which was a little bit weird, but I I guess. Um, Obi Topman, who swept all, who ended up sweeping all the Player of the Year honors, he won the Wooden Award, he won the AP National Player of the Year Award. He's he's already declared, so he's leaving. I know. Um, I think one of the younger guys from Florida State, I forgot his name too, but he's also has declared. So 
like you said, they're kind of taking advantage. I mean, what, what are they going to do about all these rules about these guys if they want to come back or they end up wanting to come back to school? Are, are they going to have to move everything else back as well? So this is going to, like you said, this is uncharted territory for a lot of these leagues. Yeah, and like you said, if, if, if someone says for sure that they know what's going to happen, you, you don't know. So these leagues are scrambling. You have, like I said before, you have to have contingency plans. If this happens, we're going with this. If that happens, we got to go with that. So uh, no one knows right now. And so we just all, like everybody else, we all just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is going to be very interesting to look out for. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, now as far as um, the, like, 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 like we've been saying, like for switching gears here a little bit, but you listen to what some of these, some of these coaches said. I mean, Mike Gundy, who's the head coach of Oklahoma State, he said, let's, let's get these guys back. I mean, we're missing out on a, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these schools are supposed to be doing spring football right now. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to do that. You know, spring workouts and such. And you're, and, I, and also I heard what, what Ryan Day, who's the head coach over at Ohio State, he said it's been very hard because you're not, you're not like physically, you know, looking at these players and talking to them physically. You're going by like Zoom interviews and Skype interviews and hearing stuff secondhand. You got to go by social media. You can only imagine how tough it is for these college coaches to kind of deal with when it comes to recruiting and whatnot. It is because all campuses are shut down to at least the late summer, early fall. So you can't get an advantage like all these other schools can. And let's be honest here from an economic standpoint, college football and uh, and some of these towns, especially some of these smaller towns without any professional teams, that's their money maker. And so this affects them as well, not only from a sports standpoint, but from an economic standpoint, as we discussed with the professionals last week, Lakina, you have all these restaurants and all these tourism uh, dollars coming in just for that one day. Now, some folks may stay at a local hotel or whatever for that whole weekend, and some of them just drive drive to the town for that one day to attend that game, they attend their restaurants and buy the souvenirs or what have you. So this is happen uh this is gonna have an, an effect, but I get the feeling, like I said, this is a prediction. Not not for sure, but uh, but to prediction. So like I said, predictions. I don't want people I don't want people come yelling at me saying that you know something that nobody else does. I don't, but it's just prediction. But I have a sneaky feeling even if this season gets pushed back a week or two, it depends on what's happening. College football in the NFL will focus in on college right now. College football will be there because It'll be a diversion from from um, many people for what's going on. Hopefully things are better by then instead of worse, but it'll give a diversion to some people. And uh, uh, the, the economy needs to come back. So especially in those small towns, as I mentioned, with no professional teams, the economy needs to go back up. Uh, what happens? Sports has always been that leader of turning the economy around. And college football is no different than professional leagues. And we may be getting into a situation where, like, you know, Governor Gavin Newsom over in California said, listen, it's going to be a while before we start talking about having football games, having a lot of people there. So mm-hmm. you may end up in a situation where, like, the, the schools in the South might be playing, some schools over Northeast and, like, the middle, Mid-Atlantic, they may be playing, some schools in the Midwest, they're going to be playing. Like, ones out West, a lot of them are probably not going to be able to play, and this excuse me, this only needs to really need to step in and say, okay, what do you need to do? What are we going to do to kind of like get organized? Because, you know, the recruiting period they've had to push back, you know, they're, they're not, they're not able to be able, they're not able to do any spring practices right now. 
then someone needs to step in and say, okay, get all the conference commissioners together from all three divisions, even the other, even twos and threes, and say, okay, what do we need to do? Let's kind of get back to kind of like, so we can start sort of getting back to normal. Do we have to maybe start doing, you know, leaning up a little bit on the recruiting, maybe, you know, have work, maybe have work virtual workouts with some of these teams, you know, what to do with some guys that probably don't have access to the internet and some of the, like the smaller areas. So, that's a problem too. Yeah. People forget about that. Yeah. And, you know, college, college football, like you said, it is like for a lot of these smaller communities and smaller college towns, that's like, that's how they make their money. And you Mm -hmm. already heard that. I think I heard like some of the coaches from Louisville have, you know, have taken pay cuts, you know, I'm hearing like some other schools, (laughs) sorry about that. Some other schools that are taking pay cuts as well some other coaches. So uh, it, it, it's a tough time for the NCAA right now. And NCAA needs to kind of figure out what they need to do here. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Like I said before, you got to have contingency plans. If this happens, we go with this. If this happens, we go with that. And assuming that college football resumes this fall, uh, will you have big crowds right away? I doubt it, but you got to have so many people in, in the sense that that's the case. If, it, if the beat goes on, you have to have that plan for a while until everything returns to normal, so be it. So, uh, like you said, NCAA has a lot of things to um, go through right now. you got to have a backup plan after backup plan after backup plan. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, and hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll start – listen, they, they, listen, these guys don't have nothing new right now. Hopefully <laughs> they'll get to us sooner rather than later. Well, and speaking of a lead that has a casualty, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, when we were in the studio, said that – the XFL has ceased operations. People have been laid off. The coaches have been laid off. And, and you know, all the reports are saying that they're done. They released a statement about an hour ago. So what do you think about that? Uh, not, not to rub it in, but I'm not surprised by that because the ratings were going down anyway. I know it was something that a sports program that was on after football season. And no, the WWE was not involved this time, unlike the last time, thank goodness. But with right. that being said, uh, those been mixed reviews uh, as far as that was concerned. I know there have been some of the other side saying it was a waste of time, but uh, I'm not surprised by this at all. I know they'll probably use this situation as the, the, the blame card, but let's be honest here. After the first couple of weeks, no one was watching anyway. There wasn't that big buzz um, unlike it was uh, uh, many years ago. So uh, it's, it's not a surprise to me, unfortunately. Yeah, you feel you feel for the coaches. I know there have been some. Mm-hmm. Players, I know there have been some players that have been promoted to NFL rosters, so that's a good thing. Um, PJ Walker, mm-hmm. who is a was a quarterback for I forgot what the teams, but he actually is going back to be with his college coach. Yeah, Matt Rule over at no no uh, no uh, oh yeah yeah Matt Rule oh my god my my god <laughs> Matt Rule over at Carolina because he was actually his quarterback at Temple and he kind of helped Temple sort of like become you know, have that nice magical couple of years that Matt Rule was there. So there have been, I know there have been a couple of guys that have gotten into NFL rosters too. So you feel for, yeah, you feel good for those guys, but you feel for the others that haven't had the chance or never got the opportunity to perhaps get a chance. I mean, maybe they will anyway, so we'll see. But you feel for those, you feel for all those folks there because, you know, Oliver Luck and, and some of the other guys have said that they felt that they could have made it, but Sometimes, you know, things like those are a curveball, unfortunately. Yeah, from a human aspect, there's uh, income that's gone, jobs are gone. So the, the, some of these personnel, not just the players, but the personnel with coaching staff 
in the front office too as well had to find other work yeah so that's so you know our thoughts and prayers go out to those folks and hopefully you know those guys can you know get back on their feet and maybe they can maybe they can maybe some of those guys will probably not be pro NFL rosters we'll see um okay Sid uh baseball Jeff Passon said something earlier this week that that raised a lot of eyebrows he said that Jeff Pass is probably one of the best baseball insiders, you know, in, in you know in recent years. He said that there the MLB and the MLB Players Union are thinking about perhaps maybe having everybody. Um, I, I thought I saw the report that you might you may have it in front of you too, Sid. But um, they're saying that maybe they may do it like a spring training style kind of thing, where you got the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League, and then have that kind of be the World Series and have everybody like sequestered in the area like in Arizona and in Las Vegas. So uh, I'll, 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 I'll try to get it, look it up. But what do you think about some of the, some of the, uh, the suggestions that are being thrown out there by, by the MLB people? I kind of like that idea, but here's the thing. And I read that same report um, earlier from earlier this week. Um, the, the plan was to have all the, like you saw all the players quarantined and all in the same area, whether it's Florida or Arizona, Arizona, but they can't see their families for four months. That makes no sense. Heaven forbid, and I do mean heaven forbid, if their spouse or their children or somebody, a member of their uh, family gets sick, you can't fly them out. And let's be honest here, all of these other states, uh, assuming they don't have any uh, stay-at-home orders or some type of restrictions, if that state that their family lives that has some type of restriction or order, they can't enter that state. So uh, I don't think MLB had the right idea in terms of planning here. I think there was just a filter to see what how fans will react. It's been mostly negative. So I, I like you said before, Lakina, a couple of stories before, we all want to see live sports back. But if the plan doesn't make sense all around for fans, and first of all, it's the safety of the players, first of all. If it doesn't make sense for them, they shouldn't play. I know they're antsy to go back and play, but sometimes you have to protect themselves from themselves. But uh, I was reading also, uh, they can't high five anymore. They can't stay in, in the dugout. They had to sit in the stands. I was like, what is this? It's worse than Little League. Yeah. The plan didn't even make any sense. So I, you know, I just kind of shook my head. It's like, really? Now, the first part of it made sense. If you want to sequester them, that's fine. But uh, all these other stipulations, I just don't get it. And uh, another thing to consider as well, will all these games will be on national TV or local TV? Because let's be honest here, with the crowd control, uh, you have uh, over hundreds of people just for TV and radio crews for all these all these teams. That that goes past the order as we have right now, right there. So, and this is before you let fans in. If you're gonna let fans in, and if you do, how many people are gonna let fans in? I know these spring training sites don't hold 20, 30, 40,000 like professional stadiums do. But if you're going to play in front of no fans, okay, that cuts down the crowd control a little bit as far as fans are concerned. But let's be honest here, you have personnel from both the teams on, on, on the field uh, player standpoint. That's one thing. Now you have radio and TV crews. They hold hundreds of people as well. So how are you going to work that out? I just don't understand. Well, yeah, the familial aspect of that. I mean, I heard Chris Bryant say earlier that earlier this week, I think he was on a cap show that 
like, okay, what if, like you said, God forbid something happens to the wife or he's have a little, a new little baby boy, what, what happens there? You're, you're asking these guys to be sequestered, especially the ones that have families. You're mm-hmm. asking them what if they be allowed to leave? Yeah, that like seat, not being able to see their families for about three or four months. I mean, that doesn't make exactly. any sense. Now, I the, the other report I was referring to was this USA Today report that Bob Nightingale, another a baseball insider, another great baseball insider, said that a high ranking official of the MLB told him that they may do it like a sort of a little league style where there's like you got the Grapefruit League on, on one end, you got the the Cactus League on the other. Look at some of these, some of these teams are going to be in the Grapefruit League in the North. The Yankees, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and the Pirates. In the South, you got the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, and Orioles. In the East, you got the Nationals, Astros, Mets, Cardinals, and Marlins. That's just the Grapefruit League. Mm-hmm. The Cactus League you got in the Northeast, you got the Cubs, the Giants, Arizona, Rockies, and Oakland. The West, you have the, the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Reds, the Indians, and the Angels. And in the Northwest, you got the Brewers, the Padres, the Mariners, the Rangers, and the Royals. I know MLB has been talking about realignment and expanding to a couple of teams over the next few years. Uh, if they want to try it out, this is the perfect time to do it, especially if you're going to have a shortened season. We're going to have a, 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 a version of a shortened season this year whenever they get back. So if they want to try it out like that just for this season, I'm all for it. But as we said before, although the plans behind the scenes, if it doesn't protect the best interests of the players, then all the other stuff is just going to uh, go for nothing. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they've been talking about maybe adding, maybe like realignment, uh, realignment mm-hmm. again anyway. This might yeah. be a good practice of it. I mean, the, the, the alignment of the teams are a little bit weird. The kind of, it looks like they're going by geography, but they're really arts. <laughs> so right. the, so it's like, this doesn't make any sense. But uh, I mean, you got to be creative here. If you want fans to come back, if you want people to gravitate towards your sport, and MLB's been having problems with it anyway. So if, if something like this, I mean, I guess you could probably say that this might be a, a nice little uh, alternative. I mean, anything's better than nothing, but I think you got to be smart here mm-hmm. you be smart about this because, I mean, the, 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 two, uh, the two scenarios, I think the latter is probably the better one. But I think that they're really thinking about that now. They're going to get paid. They're already getting paid still, so that's a good thing. But, you know, to see Andrew McCutcheon and his uh, mask, if you will, his, uh, his uh, homemade mask, I don't think he, <laughs> I think he almost got it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting, though. I mean, I, I feel like maybe they're doing, they're doing everything they can to kind of see what they can do to kind of, like, get back in the on the field. But... Like we said last week, I mean, they're going to have to do maybe a three or four week uh, warm up, if you will, like a spring training style warm up, because, you know, these guys are, they're not getting back from practice. They're not getting pitching uh, sessions. They're not, you know, they're not like staying in shape. They're trying to do their best to stay in shape, but they're, some will probably may have let themselves go. Who knows? Because you're kind of like, you're mm-hmm. in a rhythm that's supposed to be playing right now. So I don't know. I mean, plus everybody. Like, plus, everybody's not in Arizona or in Florida. They're back in their hometown, so some of them are back overseas. So you got to uh, have them all flying at the same time. So they're going to have to have some type of uh, spring training anyway. So like you said, some of them may let themselves go. And others don't have um, at-home gyms like some of these big-time stars do. So like I said, everybody's not on an equal playing field. But once you bring them in, whenever the season starts, if there's going to be a season, you got to have some sort of spring training for at least two or three weeks. At least you would think. 
well, travel restrictions too. Remember, you still got those travel restrictions in a lot of places. Exactly. So they mm -hmm. able to come back, come back here right at, 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 at that juncture. So uh, yeah, they got a lot to think about here, and it'll be interesting to see what they do here. Now we're gonna go up against it for this for this part. We got another part coming up in a few minutes, so nobody don't don't freak out. <laughs> If you don't see us, but uh, anything else, sort of like baseball wise, I want to say the football selects for the second part because we can go full on football. But anything else that kind of that you want to talk about before we wrap up this part? Yeah, just uh, as a uh, a baseball observer, as a psych observer, um, uh, uh, like everybody else, I want to see uh, baseball come back. But with the plan that we, that we heard that we read early this week, it just didn't make any sense. So. You got to have a plan that works for everyone and that makes sense for everyone. Once you have that, I think the game of baseball would be okay. But right now, where we are, uh, that plan just didn't make sense to me. It would be interesting to see what they do here because it, it's listen. It's, it's we're still kind of like in the middle of that that whole thing where we don't know what what's going to happen. So mm -hmm. you know, baseball and all the other leagues are going to have to kind of the NBA as well. They're going to have to kind of think about what they're going to do here because I know they want to come back. And I know we all want them to come back, but they got to be safe. So mm -hmm. we'll see what we do here. Now we're going to take a, a few minutes to kind of like, you know, decompress and take a breather and, you know, have, let's say, get some water or whatever. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> take a little breather, stretch, whatever you need to do. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back in a few minutes. Hopefully, I, I doubt it, but, you know, he's working hard, but we, we can't really fault of that. Jason probably won't be joining us, but. Well, we, love well, you, Jason. we still listen like I said, like I said, Jason's been working hard, so we can't really like yeah. fall for it. So we're gonna talk some NFL and also speaking of the Masters, it's gonna be now in November for this year. We'll talk about that and see how cool how it'll coincide with the NFL playoffs and how and the NFL season, I should say, and also how CBS could be a little bit of a conductor for Jim Nance. See right there, Second City on Zoom, right here. We'll see you in a few minutes. All right, folks, we're back. Part two of our Second City Sports Zoom style right here on Zoom. Okay, Lakina and Sid, hopefully Jason will be able to join us next week. Like, like we've been saying, he's been working hard, so we can't really fault him much for that, too much for that. So, okay, the NFL draft. Get ready for like a virtual NFL draft, if you will. The NFL announced that in a couple of weeks there's going to be you know, sort of, it's going to be kind of like, it's basically sort of like, if you have, if you play fantasy football, you have fantasy drafts, it's kind of going to be like that. You're going to have like teams, you know, doing like Zoom or Skype or whatever virtual video conferencing that they have. And some of the, a lot of the players, you know, Joe Burrow, um, Chase Young, and Tua Talavailoa and some others who, you know, some of the others have been invited as well. What do you think about this concept, Sid? We'll see if it works because we all know that the NFL is king right now, and uh, this will be one of, if not the first quote-unquote live sporting event, even though it does not involve throwing the football or teams competing on opposite sides. So this will be the live event uh, right before the, hopefully, the end of the shutdown date. So it'll be exactly a week before. So hopefully the NFL can draw them, use their creativity to still to make it a, a prime time event. 
I want to see how, like you said, how that goes because you know you've been if you've been listening and reading reports of some of these uh, GMs and personnel uh, people from all, from various teams saying that my Wi-Fi doesn't work. Uh, it's this or it's that. Oh, making excuses why they don't want to do it, but we all under the same rule, right? So as far as uh, staying at home, being quarantined, but for these NFL uh, teams and their personnel, they have uh, equipment, they have internet access that works just fine. The only difference is they cannot be at the team's headquarters because, well, it's shut down. So you have to adjust just like everybody else. That's just for the ones who are complaining. I mean, I, I think... I think John Harbaugh, of course, the coach of the Ravens, did, did raise a little bit of a, a legitimate concern that, you know, there is this thing that maybe teams might get hacked or maybe, you know, somebody might try to, you know, steal your picks or maybe see what you're doing. So that I can kind of see, I can kind of see his his reservations and his sort of concerns with that because, you know, it, 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 sometimes it does happen that someone can hack into your stuff and, you know, see what you're doing and whatnot. Because we've seen it, especially through these Zoom meetings, more and more people are doing. So I, I, I think he's got a legitimate concern here. But I think if you, if you can kind of like keep things sort of, you know, communication levels only to probably perhaps like your main folks, like your, your GM, your president, your owner, and whatnot, and the player and the and their agent, maybe you can you can do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of dying to see how they're going to do this because think about I think about what 55 players are going to be a part of this Zoom meeting. So you know, it's going to be interesting to, to see where, how all these teams are going to kind of like, okay, are we going to have like guys on the phone? You're going to be seeing them, you know, you're not, you're not going to have, they're not going to have their family or friends there with them because of you know, the social distancing and having no, no more than 10 mm-hmm. folks. So you're not, you're probably going to maybe see, you know, parents, you know, if there's a girlfriend, siblings, if the aunt or uncle or grandparents, if they, if they raise them. So there aren't going to be a lot of people there. There's not going to be a lot of euphoria. But I, I kind of want to see, like, maybe this, if, if it works out, maybe this will be something that they, the NFL probably thinks about doing. I doubt it, but I'm sure they're going to see where all this is going to play out. Yeah, now going get back to Coach Harbaugh, the, the concerns that he brought up, that's, those are legitimate concerns. That's one thing, because, like you said, you have hackers on the internet all the time trying to hack into stuff. And, like I said, with Zoom and Skype, people have been, unfortunately, some people have been doing that over the last few weeks. Now, yeah. that's something you can actually complain about. Those other uh, per GM uh, scout personnel that I mentioned before, they will complain. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Sit down. You just don't want to do it, but you're confined to do it because that's something that you have to do. Now, the other concern that I want to bring up is what happens if their Wi-Fi doesn't work? Now, that could be a yeah. possibility, but yeah. let's just say if it doesn't work or if it shuts down, not from their end, but from commissioner's end or from the player's end uh, on yeah. live TV happen then yeah that's good yeah like like i said i mean some of these guys probably live in the smaller areas where their wi-fi may not be the connection may not be very good so mm-hmm. you're you're those are legit, that's not legitimate because because you know if you're trying to interview a guy or if you're trying to call a guy or talk to the guy and or and their their agent you know and the wi-fi connection is really bad that's you know and especially if on national tv audience that's not going to be mm-hmm. That's gonna be a little bit embarrassing. So I'm sure there's gonna be I'm sure there's gonna be like you know plan Bs and stuff like that in case that happens. I'm sure there's gonna be provisions and stuff like that. Where listen, if your Wi-Fi is a little bit not the best, maybe have like maybe a you know 4G or maybe have other sort of you know alternatives in case or maybe do audio phones maybe you know you know audio phones. 
just saying. <laughs> uh, what is <laughs> Yeah, like any like anyone who's under thirty five will probably know will not know what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I, I want to see how this goes because, like I said, this could be something that the NFL decides to do. I don't think they'll do it probably every year. Maybe it's something like kind of change it up a little bit, but. I'm kind of just see how this how this goes. I mean, you're not be able, not gonna be able to, haven't able to see a lot of these guys work out. So you kind of go and buy tape. I know Tua had you know his pro day signed kind of like in a little like a small little area just outside um, Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa. So you know just 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 him and like a couple other guys. So it's not like no this social distancing thing. But uh, yeah, I mean that's gonna be kind of interesting because you got you're gonna be people gonna be using you know iPads and tablets and. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see where, where this goes. Yeah, this is a, a new age of where we, we are forced to, to communicate in a different way. And like I said, the NFL will be the first league to test this out because of their draft. Uh, we've been doing it here uh, with the uh, Second City Sports and also with the Dean Davis Show as well through Zoom, via Zoom. Uh, other uh, television stations and radio stations have been doing their programs via Zoom or Skype, you know, working from home some. This is a, a new way to communi- to communicate. So the NFL is trying to test it out, just like everyone else. Yeah, so it's good. it's going to be interesting because this is going to be kind of like the first time we're going to see like actual action going on. So mm-hmm. I'm sure the ratings for both ESPN and NFL Network, and I think it's going to be on ABC as well, are going to be pretty high. But it's going to be gonna, it's going to be interesting. Though. It's going to be very different, a different feel, a different vibe. Yeah, the only thing that we won't get to see this year is the war room. Yeah, uh, we weren't we were access to see that much anyway, but there will be no war rooms this year. So those those scouts and, and personnel had to work from home. They actually had to do some work. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> interesting concept for them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going to be very interesting. It's only in a couple of weeks from now. Um, so it's kind of like some draft news. Um, I believe it was Washington. Or maybe it was the Lions that said that they would be willing to trade off, trade out, trade down for their spot. Do you see any teams biting? I think it was the Lions that said they would be willing to get out the number three pick. Oh, if they don't have their player at number three, then they have no choice but to trade to trade down. Let's be honest here. Head coach Matt Patricia, he's going into his third year as head coach. If they don't start winning right away, he's going to be gone. So you got to take every precaution. So if they don't have the player, what they're looking for, number three, you got to feel the best offer. As I said on the radio show uh, maybe a month or two ago, I still had a strange feeling that they may take Tua. For what reason? I don't know. You still stuck with Max Stafford for the next four years because of the huge contract you gave him a couple of years ago. So uh, anything, anything can happen at this point with Detroit. Remember, they are still Detroit. <laughs> very, very true. And I've heard maybe Washington, they may they may stay there. They may take some people say they may take two of but it looks like they're gonna go after Chase Young from Ohio State. I mean That's what they should because they have Kyle Allen uh, in Dwayne Haskins as of right now battling yeah. out for the a QB spot. Yeah, so I don't think they need I don't think I don't know where they so that started that that you know they kinda you know, why would they do that? I mean, I know that I know that I know uh, Haskins isn't Ron Rivera's guy, but I think it should give him a chance to see like what he does in your offensive system. Yeah, remember this is Lions season. We say it every year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's gonna be interesting where this goes. Um it looks like the Chiefs are gonna have like most of their guys back, like twenty to twenty two starters back. That'll be a little that's gonna be scary for some teams. 
Yeah, especially in this age of the salary cap in the NFL, even though it keeps going up every year, the price tag for your franchise quarterback will keep going up and up every year. Yeah. Right now, you don't have to pay Mahomes, but eventually you'll have to within these next couple of years. So uh, hopefully Kansas City, I'm sure they are prepared right now for when that day comes. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, it'll be safe to say this. I don't think Patrick Mahomes will take any quote-unquote hometown discount. You should get paid as much as you can under this system. Yeah, it's, it's, there are some players they'll have to take pay cuts or just uh, be cut for sure. Looking at the Los Angeles Rams right now. But if you're Patrick Mahomes, get as much money as you can. And you're the top dog in the NFL right now, now with the Super Bowl ring. Perhaps he may have more, but we'll see what happens. He'll have even more leverage now. I mean, and he'll probably get it too. So good for him. I mean, I let's let me just see what, you know, are they going to be motivated? Because you know, we've seen some teams kind of like get a little bit the Super Bowl hangover. It happens. But I think you got Andy Reid will probably say kind of keep those guys sort of egos in check, so wanting more. Now, speaking of the Rams, they're, they are shredding, shredding salary. They just traded uh, Brandon Cooks. So that's talk about another sign of them, you know, cutting salary, if you will. What do you think about that trade going to the Texans? I'm not yeah, I'm not surprised. Again, on the Houston side, uh, they're – is supposed to be their quote-unquote number one right receiving on the depth chart. Uh, Bill O'Brien, he had to do something, especially training DeAndre Hopkins away night, getting fair value from Arizona. You got David Johnson back. You know, he's been banged up over the last couple of years. Uh, as we mentioned about the Rams, they're shredding salary. This is what happens when you give all of your superstars big-time contracts. You had to cut Todd Gurley. He's had injury issues now with Atlanta. Uh, you paid Jared Goff before the start of last season. Uh, mm -hmm. He's not the same player he, as he was a couple of years ago. And uh, you paid Aaron Donald uh, perhaps the best defensive player uh, in the league. And it took nearly two offseasons to, to give him his money. So this is what happens in the age of the salary cap, as I keep reminding you folks. And, and I think Jalen Ramsey, I know they traded. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think he's a free agent. I know they traded for him, but I don't know if he's a free agent. This, I think this I, think, I think next year he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Next year, okay, so, I think so, so yeah. he performs. Yeah, if he performs well again uh, this coming season, you want to pay him. So we'll see what happens. This is a time for the Rams to look down the road, and um, you may even if that person uh, in the case of Jalen Rams performs well, you may, you still may have to say goodbye to him. It depends on uh, um, how much the other players make on your roster. And going into the Texans side, I mean, our, our buddy Sean Salisbury, who hosts a show down in Houston, we've had him on the show before, great mm -hmm. guy. He lit into Bill O'Brien, <laughs> basically, because this is going to be surprised. great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean this, is, this is basically Brandon Cooks's uh, third team in the last four seasons. He wasn't very productive for the Rams. And, I mean, you look at who, who are um, Deshaun Watson's weapons for – Next season, you got Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, and Kenny Stills, Darren Fells, and David Johnson, and Duke Johnson, no relation. So, not a bad group, <laughs> but no. I think all of them, yeah, all of them, they hurt at one point or another yeah. during their career. So, it's a mash bunch right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're Deshaun Watson, you're thinking, okay, yeah, Cooks is okay, but like you said, he's had injury issues, and I, I don't know. I mean, it, it just kind of just, I don't know. I don't know if you're Deshaun Watts, how you're feeling right now. 
Yeah, you may have to get out of there within the next year or two, but we'll we'll see what happens. The, uh, the NFL, we all know it's a strange strange league. Uh, you go from being the top of the hill to the bottom of the heap, and 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 the opposite goes as well. So we'll see what happens with Houston. They still got a lot of work to do. They need to get a GM in there, but will it be too late? We'll see. AFC South. Yeah, we've seen it before mm -hmm. and, and not very good results. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's not Bill Belichick. Everybody won't be Bill Belichick either. Take the rings away, but you cannot do both. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Bears, now Ryan Pace in a conference call said that there will be a QB competition. Here am I with air quotes again between <laughs> Mr. Trubisky and Nick Foles. What do you say there? I hope those words come true. Right now, it's easy to sit there and give um, quotations and blah 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 to your fans because nothing's going on right now. Even if we didn't have this uh, uh, virus situation right now, we'll see what happens when they get to training camp because we all know, as we said before, Lakina. This is it for the Chicago Bears as far as GM Ryan Pace is concerned and head coach Matt Nagy, even though they have both have one year left on their deals after uh, next season. Uh, they got to find out if Mitch Trubisky is the guy. As I said before, you got to find out what competition is uh, – how high do you respond to competition? Competition is good for everybody. I don't care what business you're in, what we do, or what your 9-to-5 job is in professional sports. Competition is good. It'll either bring out the best of you or the worst of you. Now, with Mitch last year, I think it was all in, in his hand. And plus, he was dealing with that shoulder injury he's been dealing with the last two years. So, hopefully, he's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, Nick Foles, as I said before, it's a safe pick. He, he won't cause any controversy. He won't uh, ruffle up any feathers in the locker room. So, he's going to be a professional. He knows his role. He knows, he knows what to do. So, Mitch needs to be pushed. We're going to find out what he's made of when it if everything stays the course, we'll see when they go to training camp in late July. Now in Hallis Hall, not in Bourbon A. Yeah, exactly. Um, my only thing is, is this going to be a legitimate QB competition or is this going to be one, it's just one of those things where it's a PR thing where they're just trying to save face because they know that, you know, Mitch is not very much well-liked for the most part here in Chicago. And it, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, are you trying to do this just to save face? Are you trying to do it just for PR purposes? I mean, what, what's the, what are you doing here? Will Foles actually really have a legitimate chance to, to perhaps be, a, be the starting quarterback? Or if not, I mean, are you setting up for it? I mean, it, it's just, I, I'm just not totally all in here. But again, once we have training camp, when and if we've got training, we have training camp, we'll be able to see what the Bears are going to do here. Yeah, and like we said before, both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, their jobs are online, but just focusing on the on the field action. Hey, Coach Matt Nagy, his, his job is online because you're less than two years removed from a playoff berth in a division championship. Things went south last year, even though you finished eight and eight. Uh, you got to try everything in in your power to yeah. get the best out of Mitch. So, if Nick Foles should be the starter and if the competition is fair, if he wins the job, so be it. Yeah, you just had yeah. to uh, uh, swallow it. Excuse the expression, but. He just had to live with it with his with the results. Absolutely. So, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what they do here because a lot of Bears fans are not, you know, are not sold on Nick Foles, or and they haven't been sold on Trubisky. So, 
it'll be this like like you said this is sort of like make it or break it for both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Yeah, me personally, I want Mitch to to succeed because we we've seen the signs of him becoming a good quarterback. You just have to the problem with him is consistency, and hopefully we can uh, the Bears can get more uh, more consistency out of him, and hopefully head coach Matt Nagy can put him in the right positions to make plays and, and use his strength instead of just uh, letting him become a pocket pass, especially after that shoulder injury last year. We all saw what happened last year. We do not put him out on quarterback rollouts or QB bootlegs. He's not a pocket passer. He didn't come into the league like that. You didn't draft him because he was a pocket passer. You, you picked him because he was athletic. He could throw on the run. You didn't see that too much last year. You saw him in the stretch in late November, but outside of that throughout the whole year, you did not see that. Well, it's the inconsistency that's been my rub with him. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. he, he looks great one game, and then he totally stinks and overthrows guys. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, this is sort of a prove it. Now you've got a, you got a veteran quarterback coming in who has a Super Bowl, and he was the reason why they wanted Super Bowl MVP. So, well, but he's had his struggles, you know, last year as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do for that, but. Like I said, I mean, if we, like I said, if, if it is a legitimate competition, let's see, if Mip ends up winning it and legitimately so, okay, fine. We'll just have to live with it. But if, if not, I mean, it'll be interesting. All right. Uh, uniforms were a big, big thing here this week. Uh, both the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons have released their new uniforms. There was some little there was a little bit of ribbing from like all the all the, the NFC South teams on their various Twitter accounts. And you know it, it's sort of like okay what's going on? <laughs> okay which which uniform like changes did you like? If any? Uh if I had to pull out a hat Tampa uh, you know, although me personally, I wish I would have gone back to the uniforms that they won the Super Bowl with back in 2002 a little bit. Maybe they'll be their third alternate jerseys. I'm not sure, but I'm sure they'll sell them anyway, even though they probably won't wear them. But by default, I had to pick Tampa. Atlantis was real basic, and they, and they sold that concept from a now defunct XFL team, so they, yeah. they can't be sued. But um, I, I'll have to go with Tampa Bay. So it, it, it's not saying much, but you know, it's all about that, uh, all about that dollar. In, in, in the case of Tampa Bay, just put that number 12 Tom Brady on the back and people will buy it uh, flying off the shelves. Well, so there's also going to be this sort of fight with the, uh, with the TV, you know, TV, you know, TV for Tampa Bay or TV for Tom Brady. So it's going to be interesting that, that, that whole thing going to be kind of an odd, uh, <laughs> odd assessment there with them. I don't know, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very, uh, it's gonna be a very interesting little little thing here with the NFC South. Well, we'll like I said, we'll do it once we do our, our previews. But uh, I mean, it's gonna be interesting that, like I said, the NFC South is is pretty open. I know that the Saints have done this. They brought in, they brought in. We talked about it last week. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, they'll be the favorite. But listen, Tampa Bay was right there for a second, that second playoff spot. Atlanta got hot late. Carolina was kind of up and down, so that that division is going to be very interesting. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, we won't go at all, but like we did last week. But um, right. going back to Atlanta, uh, Dan Quinn, their head coach, he he was on the hot seat last year. They finished up strong. We'll see if they can get off to a good start and they can avoid the injury bug. Now with Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians has a lot of weapons to play with. 
especially offensively. Let's see if we can get something out of Tom Brady or was last year a mirage. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Like, like I said before, they still have to fix that defense. Yeah, that defense has been a big problem. Hopefully they can do it through the draft. Um, so, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about the draft you know, probably next week, I guess. I mean, hopefully Jason will be able to, to join us. But, uh, I mean, there, there have been some names that have been floating around. Jordan Love, the guy from Utah State. There are some guys, there are some teams that said that they're very highly – they think very highly of him. There are some others that have said that they he probably should have stayed in school. <laughs> what do you think? I know you probably, you probably had a chance to really see him play, but what do you think about you know, what's being said about Jordan? I, I saw a couple of clips of him and watch him very much, but uh, he's very mobile. He can get the ball out very quickly. Um, he's He'll probably be a top 10, maybe top 15 pick at, at best. I just have this sneaky feeling that the Chargers may pick him. I forgot wh- where the Chargers pick, but uh, the, he, he seems to be that kind kind of player for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. As we call him the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles on this show. So I can see them um, um, see Jordan Love uh, being a part of that organization. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Speaking of the Chargers, I don't know if we heard this uh, this week, Lakina, that uh, the HBO who does, in, along with the NFL films, they do the hard knocks. They want to do the Rams and the Chargers this year because both their, both those teams are moving into the, the shared new stadium. And the one angle that no, most people are not pointing out, the NFL Network is supposed to move their headquarters into that uh, new facility as well. And I and also want to say this. Uh, the, I know the Rams were on there in 2016, I believe, and that was Jared Goff's rookie year. And they, at least, uh, as, as people don't know, the teams control what footage goes on the air. Yep. And if you remember the Rams one, it, even though Jason, uh, sorry, Jerry Goff was a rookie, it was portrayed that he didn't know the playbook. He didn't know anything about, about football, and it just didn't look good. And let's be honest, too, at the time, head coach uh, Jeff Fisher, uh, he didn't know what he was doing either. So it kind of <laughs> went both ways there. So do you really want to see both those teams on there? I, I, I can understand why the Chargers, okay, now, if the Chargers would have picked up Brady or Cam Newton, it would have been a slam dunk. But I don't know which team will, will benefit now. Because you had the Rams on now four years ago. Do you really want to see them again? They really don't have a big-time star. Jared Goff is not a big-time star. He, has, he struggled last year. Aaron Donald's your big-time star on defense. But, unfortunately, they don't get any pub outside the football field. So, who's it really benefiting here? I just, I just don't see it. Let someone can point out another angle. I don't see benefit either team. I I don't. I think they're trying to kill two birds with one stone, having since both they're gonna have to share that new facility. So mm-hmm. you kind of wonder that maybe that's the angle they're gonna go with. That hey, these teams are gonna have to gonna be playing the same same uh, stadium. So listen, let let's just kill two birds with one stone here. I mean, I mean the Chargers. I mean, listen, Philip Rivers is gone. I mean, who's the big star there? Well, like going into what I didn't want to say with the Rams. I mean, Todd Gurley's gone. I mean, like I said, Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. he's kind of like, not necessarily quiet, but a lot of people outside of the NFL don't know who he is. Jared Goff is sort of like that sort of very mild-mannered guy, so you don't really hear too much from him. So, again, I mean, I mean, you know, Chopping Bay's got a pretty good personality. I mean, I, I've heard Anthony Lynn in some interviews. He seems like he's got a good personality, too. I don't know what, I don't know what they're trying to sell here, maybe, but maybe they're trying to like I said, you got two teams from you know two different conferences trying to you know sharing space, if you will, 
playing in a new stadium. Maybe that's the only legacy that they're trying to go with here. It's kind of an interesting little, kind of just that they went with two teams this time, this time around, but I'll, I think this is a first, right? Yeah, this is, this would be the first if that happens. Now, I agree with you on Sean McVay because he was a boy genius along with Matt Nagy in Chicago from a couple of years ago. They turned their franchises, yeah, they turned their franchises around, uh, quote unquote, re- reinventing the wheel offensively for their uh, for their teams. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you on McVay. But outside of that, what I'm really looking forward to as a casual fan, of course, we're hardcore NFL sports fans. We had to watch this stuff because we had to give you our thoughts, but if you're a casual fan, really, what's there? What 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 intrigue is 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 in there for me to watch? Because for those shows like that, you gotta have someone that you recognize, you gotta have someone that you love, you gotta have someone that you hate, and you know they're gonna have the story of the guy I, I call it the Kurt Warner division. You gotta right. have the guys that worked in UPS, you worked in the supermarket, got cut from his high school team. He's trying to make the team. He's born, if he has a kid or two, he's, by, he's going to support his kid by making the team and blah, blah, blah. So well, that, that angle is always going to sell. But outside of that, as far as big personalities, I just don't see it here outside of the head coach of the Rams. What about Arizona, what about Arizona you think? That, that wouldn't be bad. They didn't make the playoffs last year. That's also another one. You had to yeah. not make the playoffs the previous season. Arizona won't be bad because Cal, Cal um, um, Murray – Second-year quarterback, he improved last year. Everybody's comparing him to Russell Wilson. And now you just picked up DeAndre Hawkins via trade, who's, uh, who's uh, in most people's eyes, a top five, no less than a top ten NFL wide receiver. You still had J- Chandler Jones there defensively. Yeah. I don't know if Patrick Pierce is still there, even though he's lost a step or two these last few years. But I wouldn't mind seeing Arizona. And, you know, listen, for the ladies, you got the good-looking head coach and Cliff Kingsbury, so – the angles are all yeah. there, so I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that they haven't thought about Arizona, maybe because they are the Arizona yeah, Cardinals. That's a, good, that's a good call by you. Yeah, good call by you, Lucky. I'd rather see them than the LA teams. I mean, I mean, listen, they're kind of like knocking on the door, if you will. You know, they've made some moves, like I said, the Hopkins trade. They've got a, you know, they got Chandler Jones, their best defensive player. They can build on that, and. Like, like I said, I mean, Kyler Murrow, you got like an emerging star there. You're, you got like a guy who's a star that you just picked up in DeAndre Hopkins. The pieces are there. So maybe because they're, they're in Arizona, maybe that's why <laughs> maybe that's why nobody wants to pick them. I, I think that would be a good alternative. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> no, you, you bring up a good point, like, you know, I didn't think about Arizona, but with just all the angles that we just mentioned to you. That, uh, now, I'd rather watch that, like I said, than the Chargers and the Rams. But. But the NFL, uh, because no teams want to do it anymore, they, uh, the NFL is forced to pick a team. I would hope they would go over Arizona, but since the news was out there earlier this week, if they pick the L.A. teams, okay, fine, but I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't anticipate it. I'm, I would anticipate more if they pick a, a team like a, a team like Arizona, supposedly. Now, the teams that have never done it, the New York Giants, Pittsburgh, no, Green no, Bay. No. Nope. And the Bears. You know the Bears would never do it. I would no. like to see the Bears, but unfortunately they'll never do it. The Bears you mentioned though. Right, right. This would be a perfect spot for, uh, for the NFL to take the Bears to do it this year because right. like the angles that we mentioned, the head coach, the GM, the now you have quarterback competition. You got people that want to choose sides whether you like Mitch or you hate Mitch. You bring in Nick Foles and so and you got some personalities on that team too. And now we're on the defensive side led by Khalil Mack, so they got some angles in there too, but unfortunately they would never do it. I will hope that the 
NFL films will pick the best because they're the charter franchise of the league. But like you said, Lakina, they don't want to do it. But the NFL uh, is forced to pick a team to do uh, a team that hasn't made the playoffs on the previous season. Right, listen, Arizona, just saying. Listen, yeah. the, the yeah. pieces are there. Just saying. Uh, okay, so you want to talk a little bit of maybe like some well, as we wrap right here, we're gonna talk about like some NHL and what they've you know, what they're trying to do to have their has there been any updates on them, perhaps maybe what they're doing to maybe perhaps maybe salvage a season. Uh I think they'll they'll, they'll copy like they always do, Commissioner Gary Bayman. I have my thoughts on him, but I'll save it for another uh, another show. But they usually <laughs> follow what the what the NBA does. I think I think it will be safe to say whenever they get back that the regular season is over. Now, how will they do the Stanley Cup playoffs? I don't know. But if they should the, the season be uh, wiped out, the, the team with the most points will be awarded a Stanley Cup, and that that team will actually have a a true asterisk behind it because you didn't play in the tournament to decide to, to decide the title. We all know. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, even though I'm a basketball guy, the Stanley Cup playoffs is the best yeah. playoff format in North American sports because you had to go through the best uh, seven in all four rounds to get it done because of the physicality, the pace. Everything's played uh, play so tightly. And it, it depends on the matches. Mostly, not all, but mostly the, the teams are evenly matched. And uh, you can still play great and still lose. So, and that's all the elements that, that the hockey fans like to see, especially come playoff time. This was supposed to start the week of the Stanley Cup yeah, playoffs, yeah. but just like everyone, every, every other league is all shut down. Let me just see what they do here, because I think the NHL is a pretty tough, probably the tougher spot than the other leagues, because like you said, this is supposed to have been the start of the, the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup playoffs, so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. what Gary Bettman does. I mean, all eyes are on him. Um, a couple of quick CBS notes, CBS Sports notes before we, before we break here. Um... The, the Masters are going to be on April 8th to the 3rd to the 12th. November 8th, I should say, to the 12th, the Masters are. And it's kind of gives you, puts them like in a tough spot for Jim Nance, also CBS, because assuming that's a double header or even a single header, there are going to be some people in the area that he'll have to choose. You know, is he going to, he's already said that he's going to be doing the Masters because you know, he's been doing it for 30 years. So actually, almost like close to 35, but he's mm-hmm. been like the main guy for like almost 30 years now. So it's, a, it's an interesting spot that CBS is going to be in. Yeah, because at the same time, you have uh, on that network, you have Saturdays for college football. Yep. It may not be with the SEC after a couple of years, but that's a whole other issue. But you have college football on Saturdays. You have the NFL on Sundays. So the, the time to uh, get it in, excuse the expression, is Wednesday <laughs> through Friday. But what the CBS going to do, assuming that the NFL season starts on time or maybe a week or two delayed, but still, what is CBS going to do? Like I said, you have all these sports. Uh, intertwining at the same time uh, for viewership. Let's be honest here, uh, the Masters draw, draws in the second uh, biggest ratings for that network outside the NFL, so it'll be interesting to see what CBS does there. Well, yeah, like I said, Jim Nance already said that he's going to, if you know, if the, the Masters does go on on the, on the 8th, the November 8th through the 12th, he is going to be there. Like I said, he's been doing it for many, many years now. I mean, they just got to get somebody else to kind of do it with uh, Tony Romo. So, I mean, I... I, I can't wait to see this is a good problem to have if you're CBS. Uh, the, I want to make sure I get this right. So, like I said, it's going to be interesting, though, because, you know, CBS, you know, like I said, they got, the, they got college football with the SEC. This might be the la- last year for them. So 
it, it's gonna be interesting what they decide to do here because, like I said, I mean, what if the if Tyre's a contention or what if like one of the big stars or or Phil's a contention again? So mm-hmm. that's gonna be interesting to to see what they what they do here. The ninth to the fifteenth, I should say, for the Masters. Yeah, it will be interesting. Also, Dan Fouts has been let go uh, for as the analyst for the NFL on CBS. And according to Andrew Marchand from the New York Post, he's reporting that the that CBS is going after Fox Sports' Charles Davis. What do you think about that? Ooh. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> we see this in our, we see this in our business uh, um, uh, occasionally, and this is the first time I heard about this. Uh, I really enjoyed Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts, the, yeah. the CBS number two team. Now. With uh, Fouts gone, if they get Charles Davis, that would be huge. You will have to pair him up with uh, Iron Eagle. That wouldn't be a bad team to listen to. Now, who are you going to pair up with Cameron Burkhardt over at Fox? Because, you know, it was him and Charles Davis as the number two team over there at Fox. So, who are you going to get to replace uh, Davis with Burkhardt over at Fox if that move should happen? Yeah, you know, with Greg Olson, they will playing with his former coach now in Washington. I know Fox has been trying to get him to come on, you know, as in some capacity. I, I hope. I mean, this is a bummer because I've always – I love Dan Fouts and I Eagle together. They're one of my favorite tandems. Also, Kevin mm-hmm. Burkhardt and Charles Davis are my favorite tandem too, so it's going to be interesting. So yeah. if they don't get that, they may promote from within with Trent Green, but I like Trent Green with Greg Gumble. So all this shuffling, though, it, it's crazy. So, anything else you want to talk about too before we wrap? Uh, and, uh, there'll be another weekend of staying in and watching. Um, uh, I'll call it the unsung hits on YouTube <laughs> through all these four major sports, and so that's how I'm gonna keep myself entertained. Have you watched any outside of uh, sports programming this week, Lakina? We're watching a lot of Hallmark mysteries, movie mysteries. Um, actually, okay. speaking of unsung, that's going to be premiering Al Jarreau this yes, Sunday. Yes, I saw that. Yes, I missed last week's episode with Betty. Right, I don't know how that was. I don't know if you watched it, but I, I missed that. Well, hopefully, we play it before Al Jarreau. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to replay. I, I think they're going to replay like right before. Okay. So look out okay. for that and try to DVR it. Okay. Yeah. But this so, season of Unsung on TV One has been very good so far. I've been really been uh, impressed. Yeah. I can't wait for the Al Jarreau one time. You know he's probably going to have some stories to tell. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I know he's passed away, but like yeah. you said, it's going to be some interesting facts out there. And for yeah. these sports heads out there, the last time the NBA All-Star game was here back at 88, he did the National Anthem. Yep, he did. Sure did. I remember. Beautifully sung by him. And yeah, yeah. Sally, you know, he passed away like, like a couple of years ago, I believe. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure there's going to be through like, through, like uh, interviews with some of his friends. I'm sure there's going to be some stories to tell about him from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he like was no slouch. Do. Yeah, he, I was like, he, was, he was no slouch, so. <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going to wrap it up here, and hopefully Jason will be able to join us again next week. Like I said, you know, he's been working very hard. But we're going to talk about – next week we're going to talk about more about the NFL drafts is getting closer and closer. Some players, some sleepers that maybe that you know, people are talking about. Also, Antoine Winfield Jr., you know, living up to his namesake, his namesake. So that'll be fun. There's a lot of buzz about him, too. And I'll give you a tease for next week. I did watch a program outside of sports that I really enjoyed, but the cable company that I do ha- that I ha- have right now, they cut off the free service. But 
I'll still give you the program that I did watch. I watched the majority of the series, and uh, I think it'll be very uh, enlightened. So I'll say that for next week. Ooh, now I'm intrigued. No, I'm intrigued. So for Sid, I'm the Kansas Second City Sports Zoom. We'll see you next week with more, hopefully even more, more sports to talk about, even though without show games. Like I say, you got the NFL draft coming up, so it'll probably be very draft heavy. So for Sid, I'm Lakina. Stay inside, wash your hands, and be safe out there, kids. And happy Easter. Still stay at home. Still stay at home. Holla. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week.